Welcome to Two Minutes in the Yellowstone Ecosystem, sponsored by the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary. Now here's your host, Gary Robson. Okay, Gary, so what have we got going on today? You got you got a point when you're ready for it. See? Okay, go ahead, hit it. Okay, that's not the most recognizable call. Play that other one, and we'll see if everybody can immediately pick up on what bird we're talking about here. Uh, I think I can figure that one out. There we go. That's the largest owl that lives in this greater Yellowstone ecosystem, the great horned owl. And the most intriguing thing about them to me isn't that they're the biggest owl around here. It's those great horns. You know what those actually are? Mm, I would say ears. That's, feathers? That's everybody's first guess. They are feathers. Okay. Yeah, they feathers. But the, those, those feathers plus the feathers around their eyes that make that kind of funny dishy shape mm-hmm. are basically building a satellite dish in nature there. Owls, as good as their eyes are, owls cannot see in complete darkness. Nothing can see in complete darkness. No, of course not. But owls need to be able to hunt no matter how dark it gets outside. Mm -hmm. So when they can't see, it's those ears, those tufts up there that help direct the sound down to their ear holes. And the cool thing about great horned owls is that one ear sits higher on their head than the other. Oh, now we would get made fun of if we had that happen. Yes, to we us. would. But for <laughs> but them, for, and that's a normal everyday appearance. That lets them. You know how you can turn your head from side to side to figure out which direction a sound is coming from mm-hmm. by having one ear higher and one ear lower. They can do that and determine how high up or low down that sound is as well. Oh, okay, and that be- makes sense. Because their feathers are different than the feathers in most other birds, uh, you don't get that whooshing sound when a great horned owl swoops right by you. They're very silent. Almost completely silent. Mm-hmm. That's how come they can pick up those mice and other items and rodents. And they can sit there in a tree branch, listen to sounds, Figure out whether those sounds are coming from above or below or right in front of them. Is it on a tree branch? Is it down in the grass? They'll usually sit not in the middle of the dense woods, but kind of on the edge where they've got a clear area in front of them to watch over. And they hear that sound. They pivot their head from side to side. They pinpoint where it is. And that little rabbit or rodent or whatever it is wandering through the field never knows what hit them. And I'm sure they've got some uh, pretty good size uh, talons. They do. Talons that can clamp shut with serious force. Mm. Yeah, we have two great horned owls up at the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary, Captain so, and Bobby. So if you'd like to, I thought you were going to say Captain and Tennille, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to come see the uh, great horned owls up at the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary. Every day but Tuesday, we're open from 10 to 4. Uh, come on up right here in Red Lodge, Montana. All righty, Gary. Always interesting. Always informative. Thanks for joining us for two minutes in the Yellowstone ecosystem. Sponsored by the Yellowstone Wildlife Sanctuary in Red Lodge, Montana. This podcast updates every Friday on iTunes, YellowstoneEcosystem.com, and the Sanctuary's website, YellowstoneWildlifeSanctuary.org. Thanks to our recording partners at FM 99, The Mountain, where you can hear this show live every Wednesday at 8.22 a.m. I'm your announcer, Jenny Van Oyen, and I hope you'll join me next week for another episode of Two Minutes in the Yellowstone Ecosystem.